Welcome to Rocketship, the podcast where web developers learn the skills and secrets to ship awesome mobile apps. I'm Simon Grimm, creator of Galaxies.dev, and today's guest is Kataline Miron, who looks like uh, Max Verstappen on his profile picture. Welcome to today's podcast. <laughs> yeah, thank, thanks for having me, Simon. Yeah, it's, it's a pleasure to, to be here. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're an amazing host, definitely. Uh, yeah, it's, I, uh, I, I, I lost my hat. Uh, so and my glasses so <laughs> nobody is going to even recognize me so yeah exactly yeah but when I first saw your picture I was like what is this Max Verstappen <laughs> but anyway um, I also told everyone on Twitter that you're the master of uh, react animations uh, probably you share that throne with William Condillon who's also doing some epic things um, the, the best description about I found you is you're a nomad developer. So could you let us know where the nomad currently lives and what the nomad is currently doing? Yeah, I, I used to be a nomad developer. Um, yeah, so so as you mentioned, my name is Katalin Miron. I'm currently a mobile lead working at Eleven Labs. I have just recently joined. Well, I'll basically lead the effort to bringing uh, text-to-speech uh, creation on the user's pockets through, oh, nice. of course, React Native. Uh, before that, I was actually uh, working for a small startup in Bucharest uh, called Husuit uh, for almost five years. And back then uh, I was doing React and React Native wasn't actually announced. So a, fr a colleague of mine went to React.js conference in San Francisco where Facebook or Meta have announced React Native and whoever was in the audience gained access to React Native private repository uh, two or three months prior to the release. So I was really excited because, yeah, I was also learning Swift back then. Uh, oh, and yeah. uh, jumping to React Native was really easy because you, you, you have the same paradigm, right? Right. And... Uh, I have actually created the very first complete application using React Native, only for iOS because Android was not supported back then. <laughs> yeah, uh, which was a Dribble clone. Like if you if you are like if you like good UI, you mm -hmm. most probably have heard about Dribble. Yes. So I've built that, and then I saw so much enthusiasm from the open source community. So I was doing more and more open source and animations mm -hmm. uh, as well. Uh, we will go to that part, yeah, but yeah. <laughs> uh, I had a newborn, uh, my daughter was born, so I couldn't do React by day and React Native by night. So yeah. I had to somehow look for different opportunities and I saw that Skype uh, was doing it. So I have applied uh, and yeah, I have received the job and I had to relocate from Bucharest, Romania to mm -hmm. Czech Republic, Prague. Mm -hmm. um, Yeah, and I, I joined Skype. It was really nice. They were doing React, React Native, Electron, everything pretty much. Uh, a lot of opportunities arise. Like I gave a talk at React Native Europe in 2019, talking about how Skype is doing cross-platform solution through React mm. XP. That was uh, still kind of early days for React Native in 2019, right? Yes, it was. It was, yeah, I was doing for two and a half years prior to that. So, uh, so, yeah. So Skype it, was a really, really early adopter of React Native then. Yeah, yeah I think it was also one of the biggest one that, right. like the biggest big React name. Native consumer. Yeah, uh, definitely it was the biggest Electron consumer. Like we mm -hmm. had 
mostly 50 million active users or something <laughs> like that. So it was quite Crazy. big on, on the desktop side. Um, but yeah, a lot of great things came from Skype development team, like this cross-platform solution, but also React Native macOS was mm. first like introduced internally for Skype specifically, also React Native Windows and things like that. So it was great. But on a side, uh, I was also doing animations because I, uh -huh. I really love animations in general. I like good UI. I like giving life to static mm -hmm. UI through animations, right? Yeah. And prior to any React, React Native experience, I actually uh, have uh, written a really popular, it seems so, blog post on Tats Plus, which is this platform for creating oh, yeah, a lot of that. tutorials. Um, so I have created uh, an article about CSS animations because I was doing <laughs> CSS right now, right? <laughs> and uh, I was pretty good, uh, more than decent, I would say, uh, to animations. Okay. Um, so, yeah, a, a long time ago, I actually found out UI animations. Uh, so, yeah, I was doing uh, on React as well, React Native even more. So I have started a series called Learning by Doing, where I was basically taking... UI animations from Dribbble, Pinterest, Instagram, mm -hmm. and try to reproduce them uh, uh, on React Native side. It was quite fascinating. Uh, a lot of learnings, of course, the learning curve is quite steep. But yes. after a point, I was like, okay, let's do that, let's do that, let's do that, and more and more. And I had the opportunity to give a talk at AppJS conference, the first edition. And I had to prepare myself, right? <laughs> I didn't give any talks in front of a large audience. So I said, it's the best play place to start a YouTube channel where I'll expose right. myself and right. uh, get rid of that imposter syndrome, exactly, things <laughs> right. like that. So I have also started to do YouTube uh, videos and that actually helped me out. And also saw the opportunity there because yeah, uh, not a lot of uh, YouTube videos were about animations, especially in React Native back then. So it, that, it was quite fun. That's interesting. So um, what year was that? Pro like 2020 or something? Uh, when was your talk? Or... Uh, actually, I, I believe 2019. 2019, okay, yeah. like uh, so, so how did you do animations with React Native back then? Was it different to how it is now? Yeah, so... So everything started with animated API. It's basically right. this, anim this, this API exposed by the React Native uh, core uh, where you can animate uh, elements or mm -hmm. uh, views, right? Um, initially, there was no performant way of doing it because everything was running on JavaScript thread. Um, lately, uh, Meta have announced the use native driver. This says that some of the properties that you like to animate can run on the UI thread, which is way more performant because in this way you keep the JavaScript thread unblocked, right? Mm -hmm. So some of the animations could be uh, made on the UI thread. So unfortunately, uh, only a couple of attributes were uh, possible to be animated on the UI thread, like transforms and opacity, and that's it. So oh, okay. <laughs> I had to wrap, and it was really challenging, right, to animate things in a performant way. So I had to wrap around my, uh, to, to wrap my head around, like, how can I make such animations performant using only transforms and opacities? So yeah. 
it was really challenging, right, with animated API. A lot of boilerplate, of course, like mm-hmm. staggering elements. And but they, this is how everything have started, right? From animated API. Then we also had the native driver, so more performant ways of animating things. Of course, mm-hmm. in a challenging way, but really fun on the same time. So you could barely do quite a lot of things, right? Uh, but then um, reanimated was announced. So I was, most of my YouTube videos actually are related to the animated API because there is a, there is a problem. If you are going to uh, be hired by a big corporation or a big uh, startup or, and you had to, uh, you already have an existing React Native application, it's really hard to upgrade your dependencies, mm. right? So mm-hmm. you might be yeah. stuck in time and you cannot upgrade on using reanimated, for example. So I think reanimated, because it's already coming with React Native, should be learned by everyone. So it's like it's, it, the concept is the same, but the library is different, right? So more capabilities on reanimated side, which is another animation library uh, built by SoftWareMation, but also with animated API. The concept and the mindset should be the same, but mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, so. Uh, I was doing a lot of animated API and I said, there is no way for me to do it anymore uh, because uh, there are three versions of this React Native reanimated library that uh, helps you create animations on React Native. The first version, I had to skip it completely. I didn't like the API. Everything mm-hmm. was really verbose and uh, the boilerplate was yeah, really I heard big. that. That yeah, yeah. That the first version was really challenging. Yeah, so so I left that to other developers to do animations <laughs> with it, right? So, uh, I uh, when reanimated version two was announced, the paradigm has completely shifted to like uh, ev- everything was really declarative and everything made sense. You are just playing with numbers and you are saying move from this number to this number using this timing function, which was mind-blowing yeah i i joined reanimated now at version three um basically and like i had some initial problems in general how it works but once i had like the first few animations in place i was like okay this is always the same use shared value use animated style use the value in your component and then with timing with spring with whatever exactly Um, and i mean there are a lot more complicated cases and what you're doing on your channel but that's pretty much the basic right exactly yeah i think i think um uh, for whoever would like to, jo- to, to join this animation community on React Native, <laughs> I highly recommend my talk from uh, last year, which is 2022, uh, from AppJS conference, where I actually showcased the required primitives from React uh, Native reanimated library that you need to know uh, in order to start animating things. And there are not that many, like... Uh, uh, things that you need to use pretty much. So it's a shared use shared value hook, which will define your uh, reactive value. Uh, use shared value. It's a value that's going to be accessible from JavaScript thread, but also UI thread. Hence the name shared. Right. Uh, you can change from both direction, both sides, and use animated style pretty much. Which, mm-hmm. if you are going to add a shared value inside it. Uh, and return a, st- uh, uh, a list of style attributes, uh, that's going to be like a reactive uh, set of styles. So whenever you are going to change the shared value, 
that reactive style is going to change as well. So applying it to a view, everything is going to be in sync pretty much. And and, uh, on top of that, I think that's one of the improvements of uh, version three of Reanimator that you can now directly use the shared value on your component. Like you can basically skip the the styling definition, like like creating your animated style sheet. You don't you don't have to, in case you just need like two shared values that you can then directly use on an animated view. Yeah, exactly. It's it's called inline style. Oh uh, uh, yeah, right. And uh, yeah, you you can you can use you can use it directly into into a view. But if you'd like to use interpolations, for example, uh, even for background colors, uh, you definitely need to move it to the use animated style. I uh, definitely want to get into interpolation later as well because I've seen it course. in your talk, and I, I mean I, I skipped that talk. I definitely recommend it to everyone as uh, as well. The animations should be fun from AppJS. Gonna put a link in the show notes. Uh, that was really great, but I also <laughs> the the part about uh, interpolation. I was like, what exactly? <laughs> what what yeah. do I have to do? So that that brings me back to uh, what you said a few minutes ago um, about when you got started with animations and and the learning curve it takes. So you said you had like a natural interest in in animations, um, and what what was it really like in the in the beginning? Did you really just look at something online that you found like some really small animation and then just try to copy this one by one or what, what's an approach that people can can take to because i as well i really like animations whenever i see something like this i'm like wow this is great and then then i look at your website by the way i'm going to put this in the show notes as well animate uh, reactnative.com uh, check it out everyone then i look at this side and i'm like Oh, Cataline already created all these great animations, so maybe I don't have to learn this because it looks really challenging. And um, but then I think a step further and say, okay, I'm going to take some of his animations, and then I just change three values, and everything crashes because I've done this before. You purchase a template, you have no idea what you're doing, you, you change two values, and suddenly like everything flies out of the view and nothing works anymore. So I think it's definitely important to have a basic understandings and how can I get this? How can I get started? Yeah, this is what I'm trying to figure it out because it's <laughs> called the curse of knowledge. I I can't remember and most probably I'll never remember how I got started, right? <laughs> But definitely I can point to some different resources or things that you should kind of like be aware of, right? The first it's and You, you should definitely know the primitives that you're dealing with uh, from any library, animation library, right? Like in case of reanimated, you should know that uh, what's a shared value and how you can use it and how you can react to style changes based on that shared value. Because in the end, like animations, it's only style related things, right? So mm -hmm. you, you are changing the UI in a way, you are shaping the UI, you are morphing the UI in a way uh, through gestures, through scrolling, or simply just UI animations without any like micro interactions underneath, right? So you need to first start from how to change a style attribute. This is, I, I believe, the, the most important one. And in reanimated, you have a shared value and you attach a style through use animated style. Right. On the animated API, it's quite different, I would say. So most of the styles uh, are kind of like in line. Uh, so you have a, a, an animated value that can start from any value. And inside the animation, you return uh, 
uh, a style. Uh, mm-hmm. So in the end, everything is returning a style, right? But <laughs> the way how you are doing, it's quite different. Let's say comparing animated API with reanimated. But I think the the, the docs, uh, uh, the fundamental sections uh, from the documentation website around animations, especially the reanimated, it's pretty straightforward on what you need to learn and how to get started. So moving an element from zero pixels to 100, it's a way to start, for example, how to do that, right? And then you can extrapolate that. Oh, how can I apply a different border radius, but only when the animation is uh, (laughs) from uh, the middle until the end, right? Not from the beginning. How I'm I'm going to do that? Well, the answer is interpolate. Well, how I'm I'm going to interpolate? What's in interpolation? What's in a linear interpolation? Or LERP for sure. Well, for short, or how can I apply a different background color based on the progress? So think about an animation as a progress from zero to one and what's going to happen in that case, right? So you propagate in your head, okay, so for zero to one, I need to move from zero to 100. So I need to multiply this by 100, let's say, or something. Uh, Or again, remapping values, remapping values, immediately in your head should click to interpolation. Everything is around interpolation. So I'll repeat <laughs> this. Others are, well, uh, Cedric was repeating so, debugging, debugging, FGS, <laughs> even was mentioning routing, routing. Oh, yeah. And I'll be doing interpolation because so, that's the king. So, so, so what does it like, if you have to define the word, what, what does interpolate mean? Is it just like how a value changes on like a timeline from zero to one or? It's, it's more than that. It's uh, remapping a value from a particular range to another range. So uh, let's assume that you have a value that's changing from zero to one. Mm-hmm. You interpolate that value past an input range, which is the segment that you're interested in. It shouldn't be like the max and the minimum value of that shared value, but it can be a small segment. Mm. And you want to extrapolate that or remap that to different values. Like I would like to have from zero to one, the value zero to 100. So in this way, when the value is changing from zero to one, the output of that interpolation is going to be from zero to 100. Or if you're just interested in, let's say, changing the opacity when the animation is in the middle until the end, mm-hmm. but the rest you don't care about, you can interpolate the value with the input range 0.5 to one and the output range. And in more addition to that, the linear interpolation uh, provides you different ways to uh, clip or clamp the animation. So if you're not uh, interested in the outside domain of the animation or just into that input range, you can clamp it. So only this segment I'm interested in. I don't care if the animation is going to go beyond that. I'm just interested in 0.5 to one domain and do whatever with it. But in some cases you can clamp it on the left, for example, because it's also going zero to 0.5. What's going to happen there? Maybe you would like to do something else. So an interpolation is how am I going to remap an existing value to some other value and do something with it? I think that's so. a that's a great uh, description. I think gives me a good mental model uh, for all animations. So in the past or just recently, I did another 
Deliveroo clone tutorial for YouTube. And I really also like to include these kind of micro interactions that you see in, in apps like Netflix or WhatsApp. You, you sometimes don't notice them, but like example, you click in a search field and the search field just slightly decreases and there comes in like the cancel button. It's nothing you have to do. It could just plop and you wouldn't notice, but it's just like, it's so cool. And the way I did it in the past for these kind of animations was always to break it down in like the different steps or also when you have something bigger going on, like let's tackle one by one. Let's first edit, like do the transform. Then I add the opacity. Then I add something else <laughs> on top. Like. I feel like that is how big animations come together. Is that your experience from doing like hundreds of animations as well that you like start, let's, okay, let's transform X, then let's do the Y, then maybe change the color. Is that how you approach it? Yeah, now, cause you mentioned, I actually remember uh, when I, and it's, it's also happening nowadays with the complex animation. I usually download like, or even record my screen and play it frame by frame to see all the movement, right? Because. <laughs> It's really hard to see with your naked eye, right? Yes. So, as you mentioned, because uh, I actually gave a talk exactly about this subject, <laughs> about micro-interactions at React Day Berlin a while ago. Uh, micro-interaction is not, it should, shouldn't be like a tiny animation. And usually uh, you nailed it when you, it's not noticeable. So if you, right. if you are doing a, a micro interaction that's not notice, noticeable, but it's like the natural way uh, of uh, experience, experiencing like, I don't know, a transition or things like that, it's, it, this is where it's actually a good micro interaction. But usually playing frame by frame to see all the transitions, it's, it's a good place to start as well. And always rewind it. Okay, uh, now let's another square popped up and <laughs> you, you can reconstruct basically frame by frame because yeah, it's, uh, yeah, just going frame by frame. It's, it's, it's a good thing to do. Uh, it's of course time consuming, but after a while you get used to it. So, yeah. So looking at some examples, uh, or on, uh, what are good places online where you can find UI, uh, examples is there, is it still dribble or, uh, are there any other platforms you recommend? Uh, Unfortunately, I'm still looking at uh, on Dribble. Uh, it's not <laughs> the same fine. platform as it used to be. Uh, I, I say unfortunately because there are not that uh, many UI movements or uh, motion designers uh, focusing on micro interactions or UI animations nowadays, uh, especially on Dribble. But still, Dribble it's a way to go. I follow quite a lot of uh, great uh, agencies as well that. I have to go there manually pretty much. And I also have a list uh, on Dribble, which I can share the link afterwards with you so you can put it in the description. Definitely, uh, yeah. Uh, it's called Learning by Doing. And I think <laughs> it's a list of almost 200 different animations. Most of them I have already coded uh, in React Native, but it's a great place to start from beginning beginners to like advanced pretty much. Yeah, I think that's that's a great place. Um, so you, you said that you still think we should get the basics of animated from React Native, right? Um, right now, are you only using reanimated for you? Let's say if you would if you would do a new YouTube video right now, would you pick reanimated or would you go with animated? And, and if I want to learn like the basics of animation, and I already learned like React reanimated now. Should I still get back and like give animated from React Native a try just to like understand what's there? 
No, you should not give it a try. <laughs> uh, unless you are working in an environment, for example, that uh, is stuck with animated API. Okay, yeah, yeah, that was uh, that was the same when I talked to Cedric about a learning expo. I think the only valid argument to not use expo is if like the company you're a freelancer and you have to work with old react native and they don't use expo so <laughs> exactly exactly but but the paradigm is the same the mind the 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 concept of animations it's is the same the code and the syntax differs pretty much uh, of course on the reanimated part uh, you are going to have access to a lot of other uh, properties or uh, hooks that you can use like use animated props, which is the counterpart of use animated style, but for non-style attributes. Like you have a path inside the, an SVG and you can morph between different paths, recalculating basically the path uh, based on an animated uh, value. Um, and not only, you can also change the uh, default value, for example, of an input and animate that, right? So because uh, uh, this with with input, for example, you can use animated props uh, instead of animated styles um, for animating from zero to one hundred a number, right? Because you have a timing function. Yeah. Uh, how fast or in what way am I going to reach the destination? Pretty much, it's a timing function. It's a, a linear timing. It's easy in out or. Uh, spring or decay as well. If yeah, it's great that reanimated has all these defaults there for exactly. for dupes like me. <laughs> right, is like that. That's <laughs> the reason why I will not suggest to go to the animated API because those are still there, but not everything. Right, and it's pretty hard to like uh, create something using animated API. So if you can jump into reanimated, I don't see why you shouldn't. Uh, but yeah, those those things like animated props is really powerful as well because you can have a component you just uh, yeah use reanimate it and uh, suddenly you can animate the properties as well, not only the styles. So interesting. I haven't done that before. I think I just skipped that part. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's 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 amazing. I think it's it's really great uh, way to deal with those things. It's also scrolling. It's it's another thing uh, that uh, with animated API requires a lot of boilerplate, and you still uh, and it's not performant, right? Um, okay. Okay, so you you uh, are running into performance issues. Yeah. Now, now I feel better about just jumping straight into reanimated. <laughs> I, I thought I made a mistake, but then, no. then I, I feel better. Okay, um, but I do have another question. Uh, as I recently saw on your channel, you also talked about something called Moti, and I think you also mentioned this in the AppJS talk. What exactly is? So I, I did a poor background check on Moti, uh, but I think you also had a stream with the creator of Moti about two years ago. Um, yeah. so, so, so what is Moti, uh, like what, what additionally brings it to React Native next to Reanimated? Yeah, so as you mentioned, I, I, I had a live streaming with the creator, uh, Fernando Rojo, uh, exactly after he actually released Moti. So I was playing <laughs> with it during the day or maybe the day after, before, uh, and I, I have reached out to him, hey, we should do a live streaming as... Uh, and we did it, it was really great. And in, in a nutshell, uh, Moti, it's a cross-platform animation library uh, built on top of Reanimated. Uh, 
which has the same API as Framer Motion. So it's pretty mm -hmm. much a state-driven animation library, in my opinion. Of course, you can do more with that, but this is where it shines, when you have a state change based on which you'd like to animate something. Uh, I will give you an example uh, without too much boilerplate. So it's really declarative, right? So you have uh, a from object, which is a styled attributes object. You have a to uh, 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 style attributes and everything is going to be animated in between, right? So mm -hmm. you have an opacity zero from opacity zero to opacity one. Uh, this is going to be automatically animated. But if you are going to be pressing a button, let's say, to toggle this visibility, you mm -hmm. can have an inline style from animate opacity if it's true one, otherwise it's zero. So it's it's really powerful for state-driven animation, mm -hmm. I will say. Okay. Um, I have... I have built uh, quite a lot of animations, especially around micro-interactions. So micro-interactions in reanimated requires some, some effort as well, right? Because you need to hook everything, uh, you need to... Uh, the boilerplate will start to grow uh, yes. once you would like to really like be pixel perfect, I would say. <laughs> and uh, especially with sequences, right? Uh, Let's say that you like to show a, a square, then move it to a circle, move it up, and then left, right, left, right, like a wiggle. Um, it requires some, some additional work. But with Moti, it's just a matter of sending an array of different values and like, like everything is going to work. Exactly, right? It's a sequence of, of different uh, yeah, it's, yeah, I it's found that, that to be like somewhat challenging with reanimated. I don't know. It, it probably was me, but I was looking at some more complicated examples where they used like with timing, with sequence and everything combined. And suddenly you had like this huge function and you, you like in easy animations, you can basically tell, okay, it's animating from this to that. But then you have like the sequence and the timing and delay. And you're like, I have actually no idea what's going on in this block. So would it make yeah. those cases easier? Yes, that yeah, definitely. You, you have a transition config, uh, basically, that you can send to Moti, which can be like delay, for example. You can specify duration. You can also specify the type of the function. It can be a spring. It can be a timing function. Um, so, and underneath, Moti is going to recreate, basically, the entire chain that you have mentioned, right? Uh, and instead of doing... Uh, this chain, you just specify some numbers and everything is going to work out of the box. And um, yeah, it's it's going to be not that trivial to write like a sequence with an initial delay and some repetition as well, because yeah, it, it, the way how you are going to structure the inheritance there really matters, right? Because you cannot just start the sequence before the delay and it's, it's, it's getting more and more complicated mm -hmm. uh, to yeah, and, and Moti actually uh, have uh, removed this layer. Uh, he, he removed the layer of complexity, uh, yep. especially with those sort of animations. I think Fernando Rojo, I just looked it up in my Twitter messages. He's actually also joining the podcast in a few weeks. Oh, nice. uh, so I'm looking forward to talk about that. Uh, I also just looked on GitHub. So Moti sits at 3.5k stars. Not too many, but that's like a solid start. And I think... 
what you said is important, but also it says React Native plus web animation library. So I yeah. think that also makes a big difference because reanimated oh, I, I mentioned it, cross-platform and in my head, it's always web. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, I, this is one thing that we actually have completely forgotten about. So reanimated one more and additional thing about it is that it's a really cross-platform solution. So it's iOS, Android web, and lately React Native Windows, React Native Mac OS and vision os so it's is like a, a truly cross-platform and because more relies on it it's also cross-platform right so you if you are doing cross-platform uh, mobile plus web is definitely another good thing right to have a, such great library that's going to help you yeah pretty much achieve the same animation and its performance as well Oh, that's nice. So yeah. yeah, that also ties into that Tamagui will also be discussed on the podcast soon because Tamagui is also uh, React Native and, and Web. Um, and basically... He's actually that doing, right? Yeah. Moti, yeah. Yeah, so he, he has drivers for different animations. I'm pretty sure that Nate is going to discuss more, but uh, he has exported like uh, different drivers for animations. It's reanimated. Uh, in the works, I believe, Moti and Animated API. So Nice. Yeah. Nice. So everything, everything comes together. Uh, I didn't plan this. So <laughs> <laughs> kind of my luck. But yeah, I'm going to put a link to, to Moti as well in the show notes. Um, definitely going to try this as like, if I would put it easy, could I say it's like a wrapper around re uh, reanimated to make it even easier for me in, in some use cases? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I think uh, and uh, it's not adding that much to the bundle. It's maybe 20k or 30k okay. because it relies on uh, reanimated and whatever sits on top is the diff, right? So nice. if you can uh, upgrade or use reanimated, I don't see no point in not using Moti just nice. just for different. So yeah. some, some some quick wins can be achieved with Moti then instead of just going the full oh, big yeah. cannon of reanimated. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially okay. loaders and state driven, like micro interactions, nice. it's, it's perfect. Nice, gonna check that out. Um, before we wrap up, I quickly also wanna talk about uh, probably your biggest project, which is animatereactnative.com. Uh, currently sits at 107 animations. Uh, I can save up to 749 hours of work. I don't know how you calculated that, but I trust you on that number. So. Um, what is Animate React Native? Are you still working on it? Uh, and, and how are you doing with it? <laughs> that, that last question is, comes from, from me being a creator and being interested. <laughs> yeah, uh, thanks, uh, thanks for, yeah. Uh, I, I will shamelessly plug this AnimateReactNative.com. It's, it's a website, web app or platform uh, that's going to give you a collection of uh, React Native animations and a collection of components that are animated using animated API, reanimated, Moti, with gesture handlers, and also incorporate maths and a lot of, of animations. And like those are, I believe, problems and solutions to problems, which I have encountered during my early days in React Native until today, pretty much, on side projects, different clients and needs from this community pretty much so it's a it's a really big collection of different animations and i plan on up adding more and more on a weekly base so it's 
if I'll be coding something, I'll be adding there. So how, how this is working, it's also for individuals and teams. So if you are a team, uh, you can purchase a lifetime license, which is going to give you like uh, unlimited updates and yeah, uh, be there for you waiting. Some of the animations are copy-pastable with TypeScript support. So you can copy the entire code, which is going to be available to you directly on the web platform copy it into your project ID and yeah, everything is going to work. And as you mentioned, you can play around with numbers, right? Because that's <laughs> like a really niched uh, UI, right? But you can also customize it. You can add your own views, buttons, whatever you'd like to display, but with the same animation. So pretty much uh, everything is copy pastable. And in addition to that, uh, I have also created a 10 plus one shared element transition using the old way of doing it, using mm -hmm. the React Native shared element uh, package that's based on uh, React Navigation v5. But now I'm in the works of rewriting everything using the shared element transition from Reanimated, which unfortunately we didn't have time to discuss. But uh, <laughs> if you plan on watching my video, uh, my, my talk uh, from React Native Europe, uh, definitely I, I have touched there quite a lot. But yeah, it's it's a collection of premium and ready-to-use uh, components for React Native. Yeah, I, I just scrolled through the whole page, and I, I think just being honest, this is it. Just looks awesome. I haven't purchased it myself, so I, I can't say what's in. But you do a great job of showcasing all the animations. Like when I just scroll on that page, it just looks so awesome. I think this is a great way of just directly showcasing upfront what what users are getting, and. So, for example, I'm a big fan of Tailwind CSS and I immediately purchased Tailwind UI because I can copy paste that stuff. So for everyone who likes animations, I think Animate React Native should be a no-brainer because it's just like Tailwind UI but for React Native animations. And I don't know if I will save 749 hours, but that doesn't matter. I, I think... I yeah, won't for, for be... me it was seven years, so I don't know, you, you can do the math, so two hours a day, most probably three hours yeah. a day, uh, yeah, but definitely Tailwind UI was an inspirational project for me, so I took quite a lot of inspiration from, from their side. The, the only problem with animations is that you cannot categorize those, even though you can mm. somehow categorize like menus and list animations, it's not the same as uh, creating different sections. For your website so i couldn't categorize those uh, but you still have the search menu functionality which it's yeah uh, uh, I, i'm planning on refactoring this uh, way of uh, navigating uh, on the website more like tailwind ui is doing so it's going to help you in finding the right solution mm. um, but uh, yeah it's uh, tailwind ui it's amazing yeah i definitely agree with you i also have a license there so <laughs> Yeah, it's, yeah, I think there are some categories like uh, you, you probably have a lot of these um, slide category, like you do slides and like Tinder cards or whatever transition yeah. you do carousels, in the background of yeah. cards, carousels. Um, then you have like some micro uh, animations. You have like how the view enters, how the page builds up, uh, that sort of thing. And yeah, while, while you probably can't use like exactly those things, just playing around with it and integrating it in your code should probably give you a really nice boost in your application. So usually I, I work alone and uh, like um, when I do indie apps or so, they rarely have any kind of animations because as a solo developer, you usually exactly. focus on like 
just get the MVP. Uh, let's just see if this works. Um, and, and but if, yeah. if I could add some animations, I think it, I mean, it makes a difference in apps, especially what you said before as well. If you don't notice that something is an animation or like you don't know why or what happened, I think then, then it's perfect. And Apple is really good at that usually. Um, but if we can do this, it's a must, it's a must for any mobile app. Uh, if you really want to stand out from, from the others and like the competition, uh, you really need to integrate some animations because it's a must for mobile, uh, users. They really want to see something different compared to the web, even though the web is catching up nowadays, uh, still on the mobile, uh, users have different needs and expectations. Um, so definitely micro interactions should be one expectation. Uh, and you should always think about, uh, you should definitely use the app. So if you don't like it, just make it shine in a way, right? So instead of having everything static, uh, yeah, you can achieve quite easy with layout animations as well, how they appear, disappear. Uh, I have also open sourced uh, a library for staggering elements. Like you just need to wrap your list of elements with this component, specify the delay for each individual uh, element animation and voila, everything is there, right? Uh, it, it, those things are really a must from my perspective uh, and users really want to see those kind of interactions and animations. Uh, not too much. Uh, so you should not do, animate everything, right? Like uh, you should have also a sense uh, of how many things you can animate, but uh, don't overdo it, but definitely do some. And I keep, uh, I keep saying this to all my previous clients and developers that I have discussed with, don't leave animations at the end because you'll never do it, as you mentioned. Um, also start some little animations while creating that feature or integrating some components because with reanimated for example you already have layout animation out of the box you already have 70 different pre-built animations <laughs> for you so you can easily add incorporate some and also talk with your designer the team hey this is how easy it is can we do something uh, can we add something uh, because yeah I, b I believe there's no point in having and living at the end uh, is not going to, <laughs> no, no, for MVP, you'll never go back. So uh, I'm, I've been there, done that. So as you mentioned, it's like, no, we're not going back to that animation. No, no, no. Let's do some <laughs> other new features, right? Right. Yeah. I think those are perfect last words and a great reminder for everyone, especially for me as well. I'm in the uh, starting phase of a small application with a friend. It's it's just like trekking the tides at the North Sea. So it's really oh, like, nice. let, let's say weather application. It's really boring, but still, yeah, I would have approached it just like you, like putting in the data and showing something and I was left it <laughs> until the end. So I will now make it a priority to at least have one animation <laughs> before we ship that first MVP. So thanks for for the motivation and the reminder again. Yeah, and um, definitely. Uh, th this is my perfect slogan. I came up last year with it. Uh, I don't know how, but uh, we are going to be failures without failing. So failing and repetition, I think, is going to make us uh, great animators, for example, in React Native, because this is the number one thing. Everyone uh, 
suck at animation, but they don't want to <laughs> jump in because they are afraid. So yes, it's okay. I, I was I was also really bad in, initially. So with time and with a lot of failures, I uh, somehow succeeded. I believe. Yeah, I think yeah, yeah. Uh, the the af being afraid is definitely a reason for many. At least for me as well. I look at you. I look at William Candil and what he's doing with Skia, and I'm like. I can never do this. Like I have to study math to just do these calculations that you do or interpolation. Unfortunately, uh, yeah, <laughs> math, math plays actually a really important uh, part of the animations, but that's for more advanced features. You don't need to know math initially, but at a point in time, you definitely need to know at least how to calculate some distances between two different points or some angles, some uh, Pythagoras or friend, most probably in all the animations. So. Some parts, but not everything, like no limits or sum from <laughs> x equal to 0 to k and things like that. No, 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 that's not the case, but some parts, yeah. William is doing an amazing job as well. But, yeah, William, if you hear this, uh, still want to get you on the podcast. <laughs> but uh, we're running out of time. Let's wrap up. I always end with five quick questions. Um, so here are my five quick questions for you. Number one, Star Wars or Star Trek? Wow, <laughs> I would say Star Wars. I I'm not watching neither of them. So <laughs> okay, okay, yeah, that's fine as well. Uh, and Mac or Windows? Mac. Good, good. Uh, your favorite IDE? Uh, used to be Sublime, but now I'm Visual Studio Code. Yeah. Okay, okay. Um, a latest discovered package, library, or service that you can recommend uh, to people? Animate React Native backslash Marquee. Ah, okay, gonna put this in show notes. <laughs> Interesting. And finally, something that made you happy this week. Oh wow. Coming <laughs> back yeah. from uh coming back from React Native Europe and stay with my family. Oh yeah. Most um I can definitely see that being me as well. Uh, I don't like to be away from my family, so uh, I will I will release you to your family. I heard uh, your daughter, I think, in the beginning, so I hope everything's all right. Okay. Um, just to wrap it up, where can people find more about you? Where are the places people should go? Definitely on my Twitter. You can check everything. It's uh, Miron Catalin, M-I-R-O-N-C-A-T-A-L-I-N. Uh, Twitter handler uh, and also check my YouTube channel it's Katalin Miron Dev and last but not least uh, give animate react native dot com a try uh, yeah I also have this uh, neon <laughs> yeah it sometimes uh, focuses yeah for for those listening there's an animate react native uh, sign in the background of Katalin uh, but he has, his camera is so good that, that it's so blurred <laughs> yeah all right, uh, this was awesome. Thanks for all the information about uh, React Native animations. Uh, it was a pleasure having you. If you want to find more out about learning React Native, you can check out galaxies.dev, which is my course platform. We recently launched a new quick start course, so we also have some free resources here, uh, and of course also my YouTube channel. And don't forget to subscribe if you enjoyed this. So thanks again, Kathleen, and hope you have a great day. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it was amazing. Thank you very much, everyone. Thank you. Bye.